Dump that loser, Maddie. <laughs> Dump that loser, Maddie. He didn't know who Charles Barkley was. <laughs> Dump so his what? ass. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Monday, February 24th. I'm Jay Skeets, alongside me as always, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend, Lele. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know, we're on Facebook. At facebook.com slash no dunks inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And keep emailing us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. As always, we'll be stepping on the beach a little later this week. And if you haven't already, especially if you're a Survivor fan, go back and check out the podcast we dropped over the weekend a one on one interview with the winner of Survivor 36 and currently on Survivor 40, Winners at War, Wendell Holland. What a guy. What a guy, and I'm just going to come out and say it, the winner of Survivor 40. You're calling your shot. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to happen. He seemed very jolly. Yeah, but he might always be like that. That's a good point. Yeah, um, but anyway, it was a lot of fun uh, you know, talking to him, about, of course, heavily about Survivor and his experience and being out there, but there was a little basketball talk sort of slipped in there as well. So hold on, hold on. i got to jump in here. I'm a Survivor newbie. Yep. The final hasn't been recorded quite yet, So, right? so, so. yes and no. Yes and no. The whole season has been recorded and that is done and we are now watching survivor 40 but what we do not know is who actually ultimately wins the million dollars because that is done at a live finale right so in theory he knows and survivor producers and the people that made the show they know who's in the final in the final yes but we don't know who actually is one i will agree with trey he seemed very jovial (laughs) and there was there was one point when he was talking about an injury he sustained yep and he ended the statement with it all worked out well. No, well, no, well, I'm reading into it. Well, that, yeah, but he was talking about an injury that happened prior to the one he won on Survivor 36, which was years ago. Oh, I thought that was 40. Yeah, okay, no, no, okay. no. I think you're good. Yeah, you're well, mistaking every, the yeah. season he won. Well, he's jovial either. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> With a capital J. Well, I'll tell you what, we're rooting for him hardcore oh, oh, yeah. at the Survivor office. <laughs> I mean, we, the JD we, chiming in over there. Well, yeah. It was <laughs> the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> it's, it's the happiest I've ever seen JD. JD chimed in so many times, like at least twice. <laughs> <laughs> in that hour plus. That's right. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. You even had your son in here in the office. Yeah, and uh, and Wendell gave him uh, one of the, his custom made buffs, and uh, Jackson has not taken it off. Like he was wearing it when I left the house this morning. I'll so. say Jackson played it really cool. Mm. Uh, here in the office with Wendell here, like he almost seemed like, yeah, no big deal, no, whatever. It's a winner or survivor. But no. he was, he was freaking out inside. He was freaking out. Oh. He was nervous as hell coming in. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't have known it, honestly. He kept it cool. So go check out that podcast. Yeah, we dropped that on the weekend. And it's a lot of fun. He's, uh, you know, we're obviously rooting for him. And now is the perfect time to get in <laughs> on Survivor 4. I'll watch the final. There yeah. we go. <laughs> sure, sure. We'll have a, a viewing party. Uh, okay, so Monday staple here with no dunks. It is looking back at the NBA weekend, picking our winners and Losers uh, felt like a whole lot happened. Maybe it's just because we hadn't had basketball, you know, after the All Star break in a little while. But it feels like there's tons to talk about here. Let's start with the winners. Tass, why don't you get us started? Who's your big winner of the weekend? Yanis Tetkumpo, specifically for being a very good liar, because on Saturday after he demolished the Sixers, he was asked post game, "Did you hear Joel Embiid say he was the best player in the world a couple days ago?" And Yanis said, "No, I didn't hear that. I'm not on social media. What a huge liar." 
<laughs> I, I believed it, but come on. He's on social media. He even posted his wife walking around the hospital room with the hashtag, those farts, though, <laughs> on social media. So he's definitely, but, but he played it off really well. And I don't know if Joel Embiid saying he was the best player in the world motivated him to kick the Sixers' butt because I don't think he needs that for motivation. But he was spectacular again on ABC primetime. The Sixers had their opportunity to to sort of snowball what they did on Christmas Day by beating uh, the Bucks. But, you know, Ben Simmons went out, and we'll talk about that a yeah. little bit later with an injury. But Embiid had all the opportunity in the world. He didn't do it. Giannis, 31-17, and 17, missed only five shots from the floor, which was wild. 12-17 uh, shooting. And the Bucks, the fastest ever team to clinch a playoff spot <laughs> on February 23rd. Uh, yeah, I know. Who crazy. cares? Who cares? No, it's, it's still because amazing. It's still cool. Well, also, they start their seasons earlier. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they start their season 10 days earlier than yeah. they did back in the day. That's yeah, the best part of it, but they beat the uh, the Warriors. Yeah, by a couple days. Few, uh, couple, sure. Yeah, it's okay. It's but not a race. But then they're in the West, and they're in the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because the eighth-place team in the Eastern Conference is way below 500. Mm. But anyway, they have whatever. Uh, at this point, they have the sixth-best record in NBA history at sitting at 48-8 and eight through 56 games. That's the, the sixth-best record. I, I do believe that's, that's accurate up at the top of the Eastern Conference as they're going for 70 here. Either way, I was disappointed in the Sixers, and we can get to that later. But Giannis, he's a liar, but a very good one at that. I don't know if he learned that skill on the streets of Greece when he was selling uh, trinkets and Louis Vuitton as, instead of Louis Vuitton. But uh, doing it doing it well, again, every single night. Those guys are relentless in Milwaukee. And he's hitting threes now and dropping shimmies on everybody. Yeah. That's insane. It's, it's wild. I mean, they beat the Sixers by 21 points, and their highest starter minute total was Chris Middleton, who played 30 minutes and 46 seconds. Middleton was awesome again as well. Uh, the Bucks are just incredible. I mean, I guess it's possible they lose four more games here in the last couple of months of the season, but it'll only be because they want to rest guys in the last week of the playoffs. I mean, they're going to get to 70 wins, even if they're not trying. Wow. <laughs> they're destroying teams every I single know. night, and they never have to play. Their guys are getting rest in games. It's yeah. like the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting you bring up Middleton, someone like him, versus someone like Tobias Harris, who I think is a comparable level player on the Sixers. And uh, Tobias, when Simmons, especially when he went out early with that back issue, someone like T Tobias Harris needed to be the guy to step up, and he didn't at all. Whereas Chris Middleton right now is just, he feels so good about his game. He feels he can take any shot. He's almost got that uh, irrational confidence about him, the way that he shoots sometimes. But right now, I mean, he had another fantastic performance, 25 and 9, 10 or 15 shooting. He, he is just really uh, – he's the perfect Scottie Pippen, I think, to Giannis right now, where he understands that he's not the best player on the team. But he goes out there and compliments Giannis so very well. When Giannis is out there, he knows Giannis is going to take the bulk of the shots and run the offense. When Giannis is not out there and Chris is out there, it's like, now it's my turn yeah. to shine. And he's doing that very, very, uh, just so impressively right now. And I think that sends a message to the rest of the Bucks. It's like, hey, this is Giannis' team. We don't, there's no need to even uh, you know, question that. But everyone else needs to play their role and to do it well. And it starts with your secondary leader, like a Middleton. And I think, uh, I think that's where he's really stood out this season. That speaks to Giannis and the way his leadership trickles down, though, from, from the top, right? He comes out and he works his ass off, even if it isn't in more than 30 minutes a game, which is wild to think. Uh, he is the guy that makes sure that Middleton all the way down, Brooke Lopez is being spry on the d defensive end. Like, everybody is playing to their capabilities on that team, and that's the difference between them and the Sixers. I mean, their leaders in, in, in the Bucks are in, in Giannis is always working his butt off every game. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't miss a beat. 
So can they keep this level of play up for another four months? That's a that's the question. And yeah. And, uh, and the good thing is tough like, to bet against them right now. Yeah. The good thing is, like Trey said, though, uh, they're getting rest in game. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, he can take some games off um, towards the end of the season because they're opening up a nice gap between themselves and even the Lakers in the Western Conference in terms of home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Yeah. So they can they can chill, but yeah, they're playing less minutes than those seventy three and nine Warriors. All their guys are. So yeah, will they lose five games? They just have to just lose four, and that's cool. Then you're seventy-two and ten. Here's the only problem with all of this: uh, it's uh, Giannis's chance at going three-peat in MVP, unlikely, because that's going to be tough. If they hit the yeah. seventy-win mark or even more, how are you going to outdo that? And the chances of going back to back to back, nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, because because this is over and this is a wrap. There, there is. I mean, it's only now going to be interesting to see whether or not he's the next unanimous. MVP like Steph Curry did. That's really all. It's good. he's not losing this. He, <laughs> it's yeah, just like that's a great question. Historic numbers on a seventy-plus win team. I kind of think he. I don't know. He will. Will he go unanimous? Yeah, that's more what I'm wondering. Yeah, I, don't I, know. I think. I think. I you mean, think so? I think LeBron. Think LeBron I think LeBron is is going to push him, but I, I honestly don't see how you can say that Giannis hasn't been the clear better at this at this point. But all it takes is one. I know. Guy I know. Saying, oh, I, know, I, don't know. I know. But uh, they got a great team you, there in Milwaukee. Yeah. Even when he doesn't play, they're really good. You know what I'm saying? I'm no, the I do. I do. Of course, I do. Stupid. Yeah. Um, but you know, when and you look at the Lakers, and, and they're gonna they're probably gonna win finish with 61 or 62 wins there. Sure. Which is you know a lot, and LeBron has been great, but. I think Le- uh, Giannis has clearly been a step ahead yeah. of, of what he's done for himself and his team this season. So I think he goes unanimous. We will see. We will see. All right. So Bucks and Giannis, winner of the weekend, like that one. Uh, Trey, who do you got? Also winner of the weekend, the number one seed, Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> got a win on Friday against the Grizzlies, pretty much in command for the majority of that game. And then an awesome win on Sunday against the Celtics. And I, I don't know. I might have picked the Celtics as a winner of the weekend if they pulled that one off. Sure. That was a fun game to watch. But the Lakers just look great. The, the chemistry is incredible. You see, like, Alex Crusoe has a tip dunk, and they've got a headband celebration ready for him that LeBron's leading, right? Like, yeah. they're all in on it together. And it plays through on the court as well because they're just so connected, I feel like. They can get the right touches for the right guys at the right time. Then they have these little tiny sets where suddenly Kuzma's flashing across the lane for, like, a wide-open 12-footer. Just shots you're not expecting that they – have built up over time over this season because they've been trying to build their chemistry and their connectivity as opposed to the Clippers, the team that they're always going to be compared against. It's just uh, they look like a team, and it looks incredible, and now they're adding Markeith Morris. I actually like that. It's like a store brand cereal. Can't get Marcus Morris, a little bit too expensive. (laughs) Can't have the Fruit Loops. Get the fruit spins. Mm. They taste almost as good, (laughs) but they're way cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Way cheaper. Do those exist? Mom, can we Mom. Can we get Marcus Morris? Uh, so we got Marcus Morris at home. You get home, it's Markeith Morris. Yeah. But that's fine. You'd rather pay Markeith Morris $3 million than Marcus Morris 15 Yeah. It's like when I asked for the Green Day album uh, CD when I was yeah. a kid, and I got uh, Kerplunk instead of, uh, yeah. what was the big one? Uh, Dookie. Dookie. Dookie, yeah. yeah. My mom screwed that one up. We got Markeith Morris. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. No, Marcus Morris I wanted, Mom, not yeah. Markeith. But you actually think for, especially in terms of the dollar value, and I know these are buyouts, so it's a little different, but you think not that big a drop-off, really, between a Marcus and a Markeith. Really? All that much. Uh, yeah, exactly. Marcus is probably a 5% better shooter and a 5% better yeah. defender, but he's making five times as much money right. I, I mean but they know, have a weird thing where they just share the money anyway <laughs> yeah that's a fair <laughs> point so uh, yeah but uh the lakers don't have to pay all of it i just think i mean i don't think marcus morris moves the needle so much 
that you're getting more than <laughs> his brother. Yeah. I, it's very weird to compare two guys in the same city with the same tattoos wearing different uh, jerseys. Yeah. Well, they said they're going to carpool together. Yeah. <laughs> if they play, especially in a, like a, yeah. in a playoff series. we got to have a camera on that, right? Yeah. Them yeah. heading in there? Well, there's two more games, I think, for the regular season. Right. Too, so, yeah. Right, that's right. Look forward to them uh, matching up with each other. Yeah, so Lakers. I will throw in Jason Tatum actually as a winner of the weekend, too, from that Lakers-Celtics game. He tied his career high on Sunday with the 41. Um, you know, just watching him, we debated, and I saw some blowback coming at me in the uh, Instagram comments and uh, even on Twitter, like, how did you not have Jason Tatum as an all-star? How would you leave him off? Fair enough, because he's killing it right now. Over his last 10 games, he's averaging nearly 29 points per game, shooting lights out, 48.5% from the floor. 45% from three. Um, but this game specifically, I mean, Frank Vogel had to switch up his defense to try and contain him. And, and it worked. I mean, they started doubling him very aggressively, like anybody but him try and beat us. But I loved what he was doing was when it was a KCP or a Caruso, he attacked. Like, he could always get the jumper. He could always get the Kobe fadeaway if he wanted. And that's where we sort of knocked him before. Ah, he settled maybe a little mm-hmm. too much. He wasn't doing that. Head down, you know, handle a little stronger, attack, attack, attack. And then if it was AD switched on to him, and I'm talking here in these second and third quarters when he went nuts, it was like, okay, well, he's too big. I can create the room. Step back three. Super comfortable looking. Obviously, he's on fire over the last ten, like I said, from distance. And he was just picking his spots. I mean, that was – that he really is, like, such a, like – you can debate, and we have before, like, are the Celtics – do you have to include them as a legit title contender? Can they take down the Bucks? Could they beat anybody in the finals, be it a Lakers, Clippers, whoever? I mean – it's like doing this without Kemba, yeah. really special, but when Tatum is looking like the superstar player already at 21, he, that's a massive difference maker in any sort of series in the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. He's got so much confidence in his game too in the post that mm-hmm. he feels that he can shake his defender and get inside and not, again, not settle for like, all right, I'm just going to go to the fadeaway. No. He can go inside. Because he got to the line a ton yeah. too. Even he goes inside and, and tries to get the layup and a higher percentage look, and that, that has definitely been the biggest development in his game. Because too often it felt like when, and, and maybe this is to do with last year with Kyrie, when the team wasn't necessarily as connected as they are now. It's like, i got to get a shot, so I'm just shooting it next time I get it. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. But whereas now yeah. it's like, all right, this is my shot here. If it's not, then someone else can, can do it. And, and that's a sign of growth for him. So, yeah, he, he was awesome. And uh, they were unlucky, really. It was, a, it was an ugly end to that game, I thought, yesterday. Well, yeah. It was a disappointing end because it was such a great game, but then there was a, the controversial calls, and then it took forever to figure out whose ball it was. And then Tatum got a shot off at the end, but they called him for an offensive foul as well. They yeah, popped, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, KCP. It was KCP right yeah, throat. he should have probably just—I think in hindsight—he should have just rose up right away, he shot, and away. shot yeah. it, uh, yeah. just like when he got that pass. Instead, he tried to cut back, and then yeah, his arm caught him. And then there was the play before, like that out of bounds, or yeah. that was his bad pass, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he was throwing it to Jalen, right? And then there's the pushing and shoving? Or do yeah, I have the way around. Yeah, yeah. Jalen threw it to Tatum, yeah. and Tatum right. went out of bounds with yeah. KCP. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was and a bad pass yeah. and then, in space to nobody, and then there's the pushing and shoving. And, yeah, yeah it was you know tough because they got to go look at it all. You're right. Mm-hmm. It was an ugly ending to and a the, very entertaining yeah. game with yeah. LeBron fadeaway and stuff like that. What were you <laughs> but it was cool to see uh, everybody that intense on a Sunday afternoon, a yeah. big game. Even Mayor Pete, Brad Stevens, getting another technical foul. His, what, second of his... Of his career. For, for saying virtually are you, nothing. Are you yeah. kidding yeah. me? It looked like is well, all he said. Yeah. Yeah. And, like. he said and you could see the, his lips afterwards. He yelled to the referee, you can't even hear me because yeah. he wasn't really yelling. And yeah. you gave me a tech. It seemed like you just wanted, they just wanted to give a tech to somebody. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, you're here. Yeah. Uh, which, was, which was odd. But, yeah, Tatum didn't get that call, but he got a lot of superstar calls. Yep. And Anthony Davis, one of the front runners for defense player of the year, they had to take him off him. 
they had to take him off Jason Tatum. And hey, the playoffs all about matchups. And if Jason Tatum, uh, I don't think he's going to do this every single game, but if he is making your best defender have to go off of you because yeah. off of him because of what he's doing out there because he had a career high in free throws, free throw attempts. That that's his, that fifteen. That that's just a sign of him. Number one, getting calls because he's developing in that superstar, and also just taking it to the rack. So uh, Tatum is getting to that level, and that's why, yeah, I think he is. Him and the Celtics are becoming a real threat for the Bucks when it comes to Eastern Conference teams. I don't think anybody's on the Bucks level, but yeah, uh, yeah they're they're sort of propping themselves up, and it was fun to watch the Lakers who um, play. I, I agree with Trey. I, you know, I think they they look like a championship team out there. Like we've talked about all season, I've, I found the end of the game kind of odd watching who they put around LeBron and AD. It was basically LeBron and AD on offense and they put Avery Bradley out there and KCP out there and Kyle Kuzma out there who are just grinding. Uh, I, I would think that Danny Green would be out there and maybe it'll be Markeith Morris out there in the in the future. They, they don't... I, I was surprised with the Markeith Morris pickup just because I thought maybe they worry about chemistry a little bit but they don't. They cut DeMarcus Cousins. They cut him yeah. in quotes. He can still hang around the team. <laughs> Forgot he was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he can, he can't try. He can still hang around the team because he's injured and he can rehab in the Lakers facility, but he can't travel with the team. He can't be on the bench. Strange yeah. situation. Yeah. Like he can use their facilities, but uh, yeah, Cousins is a free agent and Markeith Morris will be out there. I just I just always worry or I always think about who they're going to put around LeBron and AD, but when LeBron and AD are cooking on the offensive end, it doesn't matter. And Anthony Davis looks like he could be a number one option all playoff long. He's got that much confidence, yeah. especially playing with LeBron. And you speak of confidence, it is cool, just back to Tatum for a second, it is cool to see a young guy in the league, like visibly see him start realizing, hey, wait, am I maybe the best player out here? <laughs> Even on a floor with LeBron and AD? Like you see that. Mm. You're like, he's like, it's like, and you have to do that game in and game out. And that's the, that's the true superstar to have that consistency. But, you know, Chris Forsberg, I saw him writing, is he, is Tatum like sort of muscling his way into the all NBA conversation? It's possible already. I think he's on. He's on the very, very short list. But there's a guy like Middleton and yeah. stuff like that too. But with the Boston's success, team success, he's in the mix, uh, especially taking over and and the numbers continuing to rise here. But whether he comes up maybe a little short this year, you know, he's in the foreseeable future. He's going to be mm-hmm. on a lot of these teams. It looks special. That was a really fun game outside of the uh, yeah weird ending. Yeah, with the goaltending, not goaltending calls, and all the other stuff. There was a lot of that this weekend. Which uh, you know, goal setting glass, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Lee, who you got? Winner of the weekend. Uh, my winner of the weekend is the, is the Houston Rockets. But before we get to them, I just want to say how it was a rough weekend for the Utah Jazz. They lost back to back home games. Yep. First on Friday night to the Spurs, they got pounded, and then on Saturday against the Rockets, and this was a little closer than the than the loss on Friday night, but not really because the Rockets had it going on early on, and we know that we still it's still an experimental stage with a small ball lineup. But I can say with confidence, James Harden loves playing the Jazz. He just loves it. And he does not fear them no. at all. Yeah. And this is the worst case possible scenario for the Jazz if they get matched up in the Rockets in the playoffs. Because James Harden going back to the playoffs last year and then in this game on Saturday night, he was licking his lips there in the first quarter. Um, I've been someone who's been critical of not watching his style of play. But when he has it going on and he just feels like, you know what, I'm just going to torment these guys like he did early, uh, it is fun to watch mm-hmm. because it's, it's, a guy, it's almost like a Michael Jordan-esque type of against the Knicks. doesn't matter what you guys do. I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to beat you because we wondered how the Jazz would try to exploit their hide advantage 
against the Rockets with someone like Rudy Gobert, who's who's good at both ends and he's so long and he's hard to contain. And he was virtually played out of the game. Mm-hmm. They started by having him on Westbrook and it's it's not a bad tactic to say, let's see if Westbrook can beat himself here by giving him mid-rangers all night. Right, right. Sag but, off him, see if he'll shoot it. Exactly. Uh, and give him a couple of threes. He had four threes. He hasn't been shooting those a lot recently, but he made two of them. But Westbrook actually found his rhythm on Saturday night. And they gave him some shots and he knocked them down. He was talking trash afterwards. Saying that clip, <laughs> I love that clip going around. Somebody yeah. filming from the, from the side or in the baseline there. Yeah. He's like talking to the fans. And then, you know, there's, you know, I think, guess they're drawing about the idea of Gobert trying to shut him down. And yeah. then the clip continues and he just throws down a crazy oop from Harden <laughs> yeah. and looks back. What a weird clip. And then, awesome and, clip. And then after the game in the in the locker room, like he sort of cuts off the question before it's even asked. He's, I can get that anytime or any shot, anytime. You can't, you can't. Um, oh, he's offended. That's yeah. the idea you could put like a seven footer on him. He said you can't he's, scout for speed. Yeah. Uh, which, hmm. I don't know. I guess you, I, I think you can. Yeah, this guy's quick. Watch out for him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway. But you can't really slow it i guess is yeah, maybe, maybe yeah but but either way uh you know westbrook in that instance it didn't backfire on him no uh, you can see in the playoffs it has in the past where he's like oh i'm just going to shoot mid-rangers to show them to not disrespect me but uh, on this night it worked for them and so and then other times the, the jazz tried to mix it up so okay let's trap harden and he just passed it he can do that yeah he can do that and when austin rivers is knocking down threes and pj tucker's knocking down threes all of a sudden, it looks like that small ball lineup is is a, is a masterstroke by the Rockets. I'm not sure it can take you to the championship, but uh, against a team like Utah, who psychologically, they look defeated against the Rockets. So they're tied right now, 36 and 20, identical records. So the, the Rockets up on them because they have the tiebreaker yes. um, right now. But you think the Jazz got to do everything they can to avoid playing them in the a- first round. Absolutely. Even if it means dropping maybe a seed or two. I, I, yes. I agree with you. It's just not a great matchup for them. They don't want anything to do with them, and the Rockets feel like they can beat them uh, no matter how big the guys are playing out there. It doesn't matter. That's exactly right. The Rockets just – I mean, they're a team that we look at, and they're like, they just play ISO ball, and they'll kick it out for an open three, but that's – it was working. It was working every single time. It felt like they could get an open shot whenever they needed to, and that's just going to be a problem for Houston, or for Utah if they meet in the playoffs because we saw – I think it was last season, right, where the where the Jazz came out and tried their gimmicky defense against Harden, kind of playing on the top side of them so that they could take away the step back. That didn't work when they played their standard defense now that they've lost Derek Favors and Gobert's kind of the only guy who's going to be at the rim. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You're going to pull Gobert, the linchpin of your defense? Probably not. No. So no, not. I, I don't know. You just got to hope for uh, a little extra – little extra mojo with those feet, I guess, and some missed shots. I mean, well, that's it. surely the Rockets are going to have a game where they miss oh, yeah. 23s in a game, yeah. right? Well, that was the thing. Covington shot badly two for 12, but everyone else seemed to hit them. McLemore went four for six. Rivers and Eric Gordon off the bench yeah. hit a couple each. But that's all they need to do is hit a, hit a couple of those shots. And it just seems to deflate the Jazz because, you know, we talk about them as a defensive juggernaut. But when that ball moves around and guys are getting open shots... The Rockets knock them in, and that's what they love to do. So, I want to see this playoff matchup though badly, <laughs> yeah. Be- because they are they're begging the Jazz to take Rudy Gobert off the floor. Yeah. They're they're asking for it, yeah. and they're and it's already a storyline. They're already talking about yeah. it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. So you know you've got that 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 already installed trash talk. It, it's it's fantastic stuff, and it works because you know yeah they spread it out, and, and Russell Westbrook. When even when he was with OKC, you know, with Kevin Durant, he's like a one pass guy. He doesn't want to run. He doesn't need to run an offense for four passes to to move it around because he's that talented. And when you're spread out, you just need one action. 
and that's all that happened with him and James Harden. And you mentioned the play in the corner where Russell Westbrook was hanging out talking to a fan, <laughs> and usually fans' videos are garbage, yeah. you know, from the crowd. <laughs> yeah. But this one paid off oh, like crazy. It's so good. He's it was like, a sick hoop too. Oh, it was amazing. You don't see Westbrook plays like that that often. I can't think of that many. Not, not like anymore. Huge yeah, Westbrook anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, we're used to him having the ball. Yeah, yeah, right. That's exactly right. I'm not saying he has to have huge dunks, but yeah. the oop variety, it's pretty rare. You're and right. Playing off the ball, yeah. yeah. It's just he must be in a good space to be chilling well, out he, there. He was talking trash to Gobert pretty much on the first play of the oh, game. Yeah. You know, he was just into it. And, you know, he got ejected in the last game, remember, against the Warriors yeah. on, on Friday night for talking trash. To the bench. So yeah. so you know that he that can be his weakness. But, uh, again, on this occasion, it, it sort of provided the right... Russell Westbrook, the good Russell Westbrook. Oh, and rather. he keeps attacking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just said it. Like, if he starts pull, taking the little pull-up jumpers and yeah. he falls in love with the three, um, then that's what you want as the opposition. Go ahead, Russ. Yeah. Uh, we'll take our chances with you missing more than you're going to make. But when he attacks, 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 and puts the pressure on your defense like that, then that's it's, it's special. Player. That's when he's a different player, and yep. it's working right now. I uh, will say, yeah. shout-out to Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. yeah. Jordan Clarkson was great, uh, but it doesn't make sense to me that the solution – to beating the Rockets would be go bear out Clarkson in. That yeah. kind of math doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. No, he played very he well. Great, though. He he's was. been very good since he came over them for a, a scorer for them. You know, he's not a great defender, but he can go out there and get you some buckets, which is handy for them. Well, I talked about, um, you know, the possibility, let's say, of the Jazz wanting to fall out of the fifth seed because they don't want a 4-5 matchup with the Rockets. They're sort of helped. Their chances are helped a little bit by another win of the weekend for me. OKC continuing to roll here. Two awesome home wins over the weekend. Friday night, they took care of the Nuggets, one of the better teams in the West, 113-101. And then Sunday, they crushed the Spurs, 131-103. to And they're not that far behind from these teams like, that are that next sort of level up. We always had it like, yeah, there's the Lakers up there. They're sort of pulling away. Then it's just a log jam from like 2 to 5. And then it's like... Six to eight, and everybody trying to chase the eight seed. But Thunder are like getting up into that that mix there now with all these other teams like the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Jazz and the Rockets because they keep winning games. And I said because people were calling me a homer, I'm going to give Canada a winner <laughs> of the weekend every Monday here now, and I am once again, but especially to Canadian Dort. <laughs> oh man, oh, he swerved Lugans Dork. <laughs> this is crazy. Twenty year old. <laughs> 20-year-old two-way contract player. If you have no idea who I'm talking about, he's a starting two-guard for the Thunder, basically, right now. And he's playing really well. He was amazing on Sunday. He went 15 points, 6 of 6 shooting. He had three steals in 24 minutes. And uh, he's going to very, very likely get processed into an actual contract because he only has so many games he can play with this whole two-way. So he wouldn't even really be playoff eligible if he's just still on this two-way thing. So you would assume he's getting a full-time contract. I know Royce Young had a write-up on him, but... Playing really well, uh, and just another Canadian uh, balling out here in the league, and and the uh, you know again OKC, it's just the Chris Paul takeover at times, especially on the Friday night. Yeah, it's special. It's uh, I, this is just the one team I would want nothing to do with in a playoff series because they have the ultimate like nothing to lose. No one expects them to win, but you've got a Hall of Famer in Chris Paul, and you've got like. The other Canadian, Shea Gilgis Alexander, this guy puts up the 22s and like 13s so quietly, to, quietly to me. It's like every box score. I'm like, oh yeah, he's another like 2010 type of game from him. I don't just like, I don't really notice it watching him in the game, but he's always getting those numbers and obviously contributing. Yeah, and they're climbing the standings, yeah. uh, and they climbed out of a potential two-seven matchup with the Nuggets, who they beat on Friday night. 
handily. They they showed they could they can hang with Denver, and they've got the confidence. And I would be worried if I was the the Nuggets because uh, of all those dudes you mentioned. Uh, yeah. There's just a lot of guys who I don't think are going to get scared in fourth quarter play in Shea mm-hmm. and and CP3, even though Shea's young. Yeah, and, and even Gallo, I, I think oh, uh, Gallo you, you throwing should... down the reverse dunk over the weekend. <laughs> he has like one great dunk every two seasons. Yeah. I don't know how it happens, but it does. I'm just I'm a little concerned for you though, Skeets. What if Lou Dort and Shea Gilgis Alexander go up against Jamal Murray? Mm. Oh my goodness! Who are you cheering for? Yeah, I, I tweeted on the weekend after that Nuggets uh, Thunder game. It's, this does feel like a matchup we're just going to see in the playoff series, and it screams like a seven-game series to me. Oh yeah, but you are right. I was uh, shocked to learn that Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins uh, share the same birthday. They were celebrating the same birthday. A couple Canadian boys there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, random, eh? Do they call Lou Gans Lou? I would assume well, uh, he's an occasional Lou. Yeah, Lou Dort. Yeah, yeah. it's just a it's a great name, it's Lou great Dort. Name. I mean, hold on, hold on. Your name's Dort. You don't need any other first name. He can be a one name guy. That is, Dort. and it has to be an exclamation mark, right? Dort. Yeah. Yeah, but it just it's, it screams dork. It doesn't scream cool. <laughs> no, I love it. It's Dort. Cr- <laughs> <laughs> Couple other. Dort did it. You got another little mini. Uh, winner of the weekend? Yeah, I wanted to give that a quick one to uh, Josh Jackson because he's sort of a forgotten guy in the league. He's drafted two seasons ago, so it was 2017. He was drafted uh, by the Phoenix Suns, number four overall. A very underwhelming two years, some problems off the court. He didn't show up to a season ticket function. That didn't go too well. So they trade him in the offseason to the Memphis Grizzlies. But there aren't too many guys who are drafted in the top five that can say, you know what, I'll go to the G League, I'll figure things out. And that's exactly what he's done this season with the Memphis Grizzlies. Went down and uh, he's recently come back up. I believe he's played 10 games. And he's coming off the bench, um, and maybe that's his his perfect role and the role that he'll have in the future, but he's just contributing mm-hmm. and he's doing what he can energetically and defensively. And so that's a good sign for guys. If the G league becomes uh, a little bit more of a commonplace way to go down and, and find yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, maybe the draft doesn't have to be looked at as, Hey, you're top 10. You should be awesome. Maybe it's veering a little <laughs> more towards baseball where you say, you know what? Maybe you're not awesome, but maybe you can go figure it out in the minor leagues right, for a right. bit. Uh, so that's it's just it's just something that doesn't happen in the NBA very often. And so Josh Jackson energetically doing some things for the Memphis Grizzlies. I thought you wanted to mention Trey Young and the Hawks because I did want to mention Trey Young's hair. Okay, it's filling in. Something happened over All Star <laughs> Weekend. People people mock him because he's got a bit of a. Th- you know, thin He's got thing thin going hair, on. Yeah. He does. Thin curly hair, which he is a uniquely. You don't see the very curly hair, but also thinning. <laughs> so right? true. Right. So true. Yeah. He had a 50 point bomb on Friday night. A fantastic game. 50 point night. It's career high, right? I, I yes. Yeah, because yeah, he had always had a couple yeah. of high 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he gave. Uh, he, he, it was a special night for him. Obviously, 50 point night. But the special thing for me is just watching that hair. Something <laughs> happened mm. over All Star Weekend. <laughs> like a product. <laughs> Maybe yeah. product? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we, we stayed at around the corner from a, the, at the hotel we stayed at. There was a big billboard around the corner that said something about uh, hair loss replacement. So uh, maybe he <laughs> slipped in there. Maybe staying at the same hotel, yeah. sl- slipped possible. in there. Yeah. Something's going on. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to brag, but I was, I believe, the first to notice that Andre Drummond had some serious shoulder hair back in the day. He got rid of that. Now it's commonly known. Andre Drummond has shoulder hair. Not anymore. He waxed it. Yeah. Now, I think Trey Young, which I was surprised to see. I went from Trey Young, 
thick head of hair to LeBron, who's just letting her ride right now. Sure. He's just he's just letting it go. He's coming he's coming home, as they say. Uh, but Trey Young, I don't know. He did something did something great, not only on the floor but off the floor. Well, keep your eye on that. Yeah. Oh, one more. I guess uh, talking about just aesthetics here. Um, he had a great weekend. We'll give him a winner of the weekend. Dwayne Wade had his number three, you know, jersey retired in the week long weekend long. Excuse me, <laughs> celebration feels like a week long, maybe even longer. Uh, but good for him, fifth uh, Heat player to have his jersey retired. Zoe. Tim Hardaway, Shaq, Chris Bosh, and now Dwayne Wade. I like, though, I actually hated one thing that he had going on there uh, during the jersey retirement and loved the other thing. Big fan of the lightning bolt flash mm. earring. He can pull it off. Yeah. Nora was like, that's a good look for him. I was like, <laughs> I agree. He can pull that off. That's not easy to pull off the, the dangly earring, I would say. I can't believe it, but dangly earrings are 100% back. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm not surprised. He had it on at the dunk contest, too. It looks awesome. It, it honestly makes me want to see if I can still shove earrings through my holes. Oh, you just to have a oh, You have yeah. your ears pierced. I have four holes oh in my God. ears. Doesn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I haven't worn them for uh, since high school, yeah. basically, at this point. But um, I don't know. Maybe Laura has, like, a really nice something kind of dangly hanging on the back of the, <laughs> back of the bathroom door. <laughs> Throw it in. Does so, it work underneath a headphone? I don't know. That'll ooh, be the problem. Right, right, I right. think so. I think so. He's I guess of, we'll find out yeah. tomorrow. All right. <laughs> you don't have your ears. I used to have uh, two in my left and one in my right. What? Yeah, man. Back in the day. <laughs> so wow, I didn't. Know, I honestly yeah. didn't know that. I knew you were against tattoos on the neck area, but no, so I no, assume no, that no. sort of went with the earrings. No, too. man. When I was eighteen, I was on a uh, on my sort of first trip away from the parents. Here we go. Woo! Two earrings in the left ear. Boom. And I came back. Started I, with two. Yeah, started with two. I think it was like, you know, like getting, you could either have one in each ear or just get two for the price of one. So I was like, oh, well, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want one in each ear. Put them in the left. But then I thought, you know what, let's go one in each ear. But uh, it didn't last too long with the, I had one for probably three years, I suppose, two okay. or three years. But yeah. What type of earring? Big sleeper. Big sleeper in the. It's uh, a sleeper. Oh, that's, I don't know, a ring. Like a hoop? A hoop, yeah. We call it a sleeper. <laughs> a sleeper? Yeah, I don't know. That's just what it was called in Australia. And then a stud. Sleeper stud stud. So. <laughs> sleeper stud stud. Yeah. You are a stud. I was usually a sleeper 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 sleeper. Wow. Oh, a lot of rings. Yeah. Oh, my top, goodness. Top sleeper? Top shelf sleeper? Yeah, we're talking a cartilage sleeper. Oh, these mm. uh, Jordan fans here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly That's right. Well, on our and ma- Agassi. It's trying to look oh, like Andre yeah. Agassi throw on a bandana. Yeah. Yeah. A also, just hair. like a cool pirate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a thing, a cool pirate. Yeah. <laughs> well, this week on our mailbag show, we've already got a uh, question lined up about tattoos mm. and how we... We were sort of talking about getting tattoos last season. <laughs> maybe we should get a question. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we were. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should get a question in about earrings. Maybe we'll get Just earrings get instead earrings. of tattoos. Oh, if they're back in play, yeah. Does that mean uh, Wade is officially in the one earring gang now? You know, joining uh, Harrison Ford. He's got the one earring. <laughs> right. Morgan Freeman, I yeah. think he's got one. Yeah. Jordan still has the one. And another guy, I don't know if you guys know Pat Cash, former Australian tennis player. He won no, Wimbledon. He still wears the one earring with the little cross over it. He's, he's worn it forever. So throw Dwayne Wade in there now, yeah, I guess. I, I will say I love the earring on Wade. I was not a fan of his jacket, his look. Mm. That was a brutal jacket. For <laughs> Dwayne Wade, that guy's one of the most fashionable guys out there. He'll take a chance. Yeah, he took a chance. The jacket, uh, I don't know if you saw it. It's he's, It went all black, cool. But the jacket looks like a crappy duvet or something oh, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see it, but now I'm looking at it again. I'm like, okay, yeah, you've I got a point. I just was not a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, 
But again, because maybe that's just expectations so high for him. He's, he's been wearing an earring on TNT as well. Yeah, right? he has yeah, been. He's, been, uh, he's back in there. He's back man. in for oh, sure. He's yeah. 100% yeah. into the earring game. And such a cool, uh, he's like Harry Potter just on his ear there with the lightning <laughs> bolt. You gotta love it. All right, those are the winners of the weekend, at least according to us. I have to go for my physical today after the show, so I'm fasting right now. Gotta make sure that blood work is clean. But I'm starving, so you know what I'm gonna do as soon as I get home? I'm getting delivery. I'm hitting up DoorDash. The best thing is, I'm not limited to pizza. It's 2020 for crying out loud. I can get whatever I want. What a time to be alive! With a selection of my favorite flavors from all over the globe. I can order world cuisine from the comfort of my living room with DoorDash. And our listeners can too. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 U.S. states, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can order from your local go-tos or choose your national favorite restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NODUNKS. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NODUNKS. Don't forget, that's code NODUNKS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Let's get to losers of the NBA weekend. Lee, why don't you get us started? You got to... You got a juicy one. I do. It's sort of a two-parter. Okay. I'm going to start in Los Angeles. What, uh, are we putting them both in one ear or are we <laughs> splitting them up? One's a stud, one's a sleeper. Okay. Uh, no, it starts off uh, for the Clippers on the court. Uh, they only had one game and it was a Saturday matinee at home against the Sacramento Kings. You think, okay, the Clippers had lost two in a row coming in before the All-Star break. This is a chance for them to get a win. And they, uh, they lost the Kings. Now, no Paul George, fine. Okay, he's been out for a while. No Pat Beverly, he's been out for a while. But yeah. the, this is the Clippers. I mean, if they are a real contender, they really shouldn't have any problem against the Kings. And right. they did. And the offense uh, stalled sort of uh, late in that game. And interesting as well, there was a clip going around of Kawhi Leonard seemingly getting... I mean, we never see him show too much emotion. Right. And he seemed very, very upset with a particular play where Shamit, I guess he thought, was running to the hoop. But it was Montrez Harrell was there. And it, was a, it was a bad pass by Kawhi at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. And he seemed to sort of blame someone. We're not exactly sure who. He, yeah, course. he was pointing around. Yeah. He looked frustrated. He, he sure. looked frustrated. Um, and so they lost that game. And you know what? Coming out of the All-Star break is, okay, you can lose a game because no one's really got too much rhythm or momentum. But worst of all, what happened on the weekend was uh, Patrick Patterson of the Clippers. Now, the NBA announced uh, the rescheduling of a postponed game between the Clippers and the Lakers would be replayed April 9. Yep. And the reason it was uh, postponed in the first place because it came, the original game was scheduled to be played two days after the uh, tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gianna, and seven others in a helicopter crash in Los Angeles. Memor- the memorial today. The memorial today. today, yes, yeah. in uh, at Staples Center. Now, uh, nobody at, at all was disappointed or surprised or upset that the NBA decided to, uh, you know, just postpone that game and, and delay it. Yeah. However, uh, on his Instagram stories over the weekend, Patrick Patterson posted the rescheduled date with the text that said what if we said no thanks don't want to play the game you chose to cancel what a f***ing asshole what an asshole weird. honestly i cannot believe he would put that there i mean a meaningless game of basketball compared to the events that, yeah. that happened and that is how he responds to it it's I, puzzling i yeah yeah, yeah. weird was the word i use you're right i just I mean, how could anybody it, it see this game as some sort of 
like oh the NBA is trying to screw us over right, or anything right, like right. that. So um, I don't know if he's in your worst of the weeks or not, Tass, but uh, sure he deserves. Throw him, man. He deserves and and to be front runner for worst of the year. I just thought that was cold, um, idiotic, stupid, right, and just pathetic. Really pathetic to 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 put that sort of thing on your social media account. So Patrick Patterson, uh, you you're a clown. Straight up clown. I agree. Loser of the weekend for sure. According to Lily there. That's uh so what, he's is he frustrated with the the where the game is even put in the schedule for the clip? Does it I mean, matter? And no, it doesn't, but <laughs> I'm trying to even wrap my head around why the That's an odd thing too because I mean, the Lakers have the worst schedule out of the two. They're going to be play, playing three straight nights, 7th, 8th, and yeah, ninth, so whereas dumb. the Clippers will have a not even a back-to-back off this. Right. So. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Who do you got? Tass, who do you got for a loser of the weekend? I'll squeeze in a quick one here yeah. because they don't uh, deserve a lot of time. Um, it's, it doesn't compare to Patrick Patterson. But uh, the Washington Wizards, <sighs> Bradley Beal came out and – you know, before the All Star break, and said, I, "I really like our chances of, of making the playoffs." So, I uh, I piped up when uh, <laughs> the Nets and the Magic were struggling, and our man John Schumann of NBA.com said uh, the Wizards' schedule after the break is really difficult. And I said, "Well, you know, you know, Bradley Beal's really confident. He's very angry he didn't make the All Star game. Can they squeeze in John Schumann?" He said. Hashtag well actually they can't. He likes to well actually and correct me. And I said <laughs> That's my uh, favorite beef going on Twitter right now. Task I, I said fair. He he also tweeted uh, something about teams that hadn't won three in a row this season. The Wizards going into the All Star break had won twice. And I said, well, they are going to be part of the three in a row club when they come back <laughs> on the Friday after All Star week and beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Little did I know, John Beeline. The Cavs head coach was going to leave. Right. And so the Cavs got the Bickerstaff bump. Right. JB Bickerstaff <laughs> comes in, and they beat the Wizards. So they lose on Friday. And not only do they lose on Friday, but then they lose on Sunday after Bradley Beal has a career-high 53 to Oof. the Chicago Bulls. So back-to-back losses to the Cavs oh. and the Bulls, two non-playoff teams. It's over. Yeah, it's over. They're not making it. And John Schumann was right. He was right. Man. They still haven't won three in a row, and they still stink, and they're still not making the playoffs. And it shouldn't be surprising that a team outside the playoffs loses games, but I, I definitely assumed that they would beat the Cleveland Cavaliers of all teams. But I do think <laughs> that beeline bump – the Bickerstaff bump, whatever you call it, <laughs> beeline bump in a bad way, yeah. but in a good way because sometimes you lose a coach and you have a good game. And sure. they were playing their asses off yeah. <laughs> against the Wizards. And then, you know, I think the Bulls, there's a great article on The Athletic about how Jim Boylan has been calling timeouts late in games, yeah. being down 10 or 20. <laughs> yeah, or galaxy for, brain, baby. That's for, right. It's all about <laughs> success plates. Yep. It makes no sense why he's calling timeouts, and I just think that, <laughs> hey, run a play. let's win a game so he doesn't call a timeout, yeah. I think, is their mentality. Like, yeah. I'm, We're done with these dumb timeouts. The best one being on Super Bowl day, and if you haven't seen Jack Armstrong, Raptors color commentator, when they're playing the Bulls, he was pretty angry. Why are you calling a timeout? Jim Boylan with a minute left, and we're your guys are down 27. I got a Super Bowl to watch, a former coach in Jack Armstrong, and it's been going on and on. Wizards, you're done. Goodbye. Uh, and Zach Levine was mm. the most recent, the clip of him out there going, what is he doing? <laughs> in so <laughs> yes. many words. He's 100%. Not, it's like, I love that clip because Zach Levine doesn't even appear to be talking to anyone. He's talking to like, himself whatever. out loud. Like, well, what is this guy doing? Why are we doing this? Uh, but yeah, the Bulls, uh, Kobe White had a good weekend. A huge weekend <laughs> for Kobe White. From three. An Allen Iverson-esque week. 
weekend yeah. for Kobe White. I was surprised to catch a couple of Schumann strays. You guys were talking about the Wizards. He just hops in and says, now when's Trey Kirby going to give up on the Bulls? Well, guess what, John? Never. <laughs> because they just smoked the Wizards to snap an eight-game losing streak. Yeah, and you're right. The Bulls haven't won three in a row, but they also haven't won eight in a row, so... We'll see if that happens, they're, too. Hey, 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 they're still alive. <laughs> they got a lot of games against some under 500 teams here. That's where the Bulls thrive. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I can't wait to see the late timeouts. Uh, a couple of winners, or excuse me, losers of the weekend. We sort of addressed it there, but I'll throw it in here. The Sixers and Ben Simmons, I mean, with this news, I don't know if anybody's got their eye on Twitter right now, but Simmons, following an initial evaluation on Sunday, he's going to undergo further testing on his lower back today. Uh, yeah, he left. He didn't play... He's not going to play against the Hawks tonight, so that's a done deal. And he didn't play the game prior to the one he did try to play versus the Bucks on the weekend. Played, what, five minutes? Yeah. And uh, then had to go to the back and, and really never return. So he's tweaked this thing, and Woj's sources describe Simmons as sort of emotional upon leaving the x-ray room. And there are whispers around the team that this could be bad. Look, it's a back injury. That's never yeah. good. I don't care how young you are and how physical and athletic you are. That is never good. Especially if he's going... Going under further evaluation today, that means the first one wasn't yes. optimal. Yes, that's exactly right. So that's uh, unfortunately an easy easy loser of the weekend, especially when you pair it with the Sixers. Um, you know, put up a good half versus the Bucks, and then just got spanked in the in the second half of that game. And then the reason I didn't get to the Hawks there in winter of the weekend, I'm glad we got Trey in there in his hair. <laughs> but it's uh, a loser of the weekend, I guess, to the Mavericks and specifically Mark Cuban. Huh. Financially. Who, yeah, he had a rough weekend. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know how bad uh, financially right now. But the NBA is going to hold off on fining Cuban, who criticized league officials, uh, until Commissioner Silver, he rules on the Mavericks' protest. Because Dallas is filing a protest over a late-game sequence involving an errant goaltending call uh, that resulted then in a John Collins putback counting. And Cuban was not happy at all. So the Mavs want to basically replay the final 10 seconds of the game with the Hawks up two and a jump ball situation. So if the Mavs won the, you know, won the tip, mm -hmm. in theory they could tie the game or win the game, stuff like that. I don't think that's going to be happening here. But he was really, really upset, Cuban was. He had a lot of tweets uh, ripping the officials within this game and some of their ruling with these calls and no calls. And then just overall, in general, this is what he tweeted. Refs have bad games, crews have bad games, but this isn't a single game issue. This is the same shit that has been going on for 20 years. Hire former refs who think they know how to hire, train, and manage. Realize two years later they can't repeat. He's angry, and he is going to mm -hmm. cost him a lot of money here. Well, he's got a point, though. With the what? With the with the way that that, that uh, call was made. I well, think, I think uh, okay. he's got a, because they, you're, you're, you're obviously talking about the Trey Young yes. layup, yeah. which is blocked. Yes. Call the goal 10. Yes. But then, then Collins does score it. John Collins gets the rebound and puts it in without coming down. Yes, um, and so you think that should have been a jump ball? They go and look at it, say, "Well, that was not a goaltend. Yes, that's a block." But you don't like the idea of this late whistle possibility, the continuation on the Collins. That's what it is. It's a continuation that shouldn't have been allowed. If the play is there, if that's what they're ruling on, then that's when the right. play should end. You can't then have a continuation because it was. The wrong call. Well, the rule book maybe disagrees with you. So here, here's what the officials told a pool reporter after the game. The ball was blocked and reviewed. The ball hit the rim, so it was deemed an inadvertent whistle because it was ruled a good block. Because that's the thing. There's like three things within yeah. this one weird play. By rule, it's an inadvertent, inadvertent whistle. It's rule two. 
<laughs> rule two, he just says. <laughs> Maybe be a little more specific. Because Collins was in his shooting motion when my whistle blew, it, it's deemed a continuation, so therefore the basket counts. Yeah, I, think I, I get you. It's like I, the common sense of it exactly. all, Exactly. That's what should overrule it. So, but then okay. again, there's not a maverick in sight is a bit of an issue. Like th- that's, still, That but, is a part yeah, of it to yeah, me. Yeah, if there's a maverick like even potentially boxing out Collins yeah. or near him, maybe they do this. Because I, I, uh, caught, I caught that and I was watching and I was like, well, there's no way Collins is going to get the basket. And then they were saying, oh, the basket's good. And I'm like, how can they rule yeah. that that still continued? Like you should just say, no, the, this is where the whistle blew. So that's where the play ends and this is where we're going to pick mm-hmm. it up from. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and again, when it's a two-point game, it becomes a four-point game. So that does potentially have a, a significant impact on the result of the game. Uh, you know, if it's a jump ball and the Hawks win it and they go foul and go to line, maybe they put it up four anyway. But if the Mavericks get it, then they have a shot to win this game. Yeah, yeah. So, and Cuban also upset about uh, DeLon Wright had a kick ball that yeah. wasn't called and that one ends in a basket. <laughs> that one ends in a, either a foul or a score, but... Maxi Kleber fouls out. It's a sixth foul. It's this whole, you know, what happens after the play. And what I like to imagine him just sitting there on his notes app, just <laughs> jotting these down as they're happening, ready to blast off the tweets, should the Mavericks lose the game in the end. And then he was ready. Yeah. So do you think anything comes of this protest? No. No. That, that There's no way they're playing the final 10 seconds no. of this game? No. No. Well, they're going to fly the Mavericks back here? No, I know. I know. <laughs> to play this 10 seconds after they wouldn't give the Rockets a replay on a made basket that could have changed the game as well? Mm. Yeah, there's actually a rule to back up the referees, apparently, in this one. Yeah, that's so. that's. The, so that that they the have that going for them. <laughs> but, Cuban, how much is this going to cost them? Is it, well, it's one thing to be upset about the no call or yeah. the call or we should have been a jump ball, but then, too, like, he triples down on. Hiring practices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's blowing up the entire names. And this yeah. has always been Cuban's thing. I mean, he's always had it against the you know the officials or the NBA's sort of uh, how they put this all together and who's in charge and all that. So yeah. there's nothing new for him. It's been a while, but this could cost him a lot of money. Yeah, remember Damon Lillard got away with verbally abusing the referees after that controversy in Utah, which clearly was a fault of the referees in that game. I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA sees some leniency towards Cuban for this, even though putting it on social media, like, you know, it's, it's no different, I guess, when, you know, Lillard, we could all read his lips and see what he was doing. But I think he's got a point, And I think the NBA will at least sympathize to the point where it's like it's a confusing rule, at least. Mm-hmm. And again, in, in, you know, when you're in a playoff a battle like they are, and uh, that was a game there to be won. So I, I, it's, it's tough for the NBA to come down too hard when it's like it's kind of dumb what happened. Right, it is. It is. So you think they might save him a few bucks? I, I think. I think Adam Silver will find him because he's got to say. Oh, you he's can't, 100%. Yeah, you can't say that sort of stuff. I mean, he's questioning the NBA. I know at the its integrity core. and all yeah. that. But I, I think as well, he'll say, "Well, this is this is dumb." And look at <laughs> it is because it is. It is. I, I think it is. When are we so going to get chips yeah. in the ball? When are we going to get chips in the ball so we know that it's a goaltend? We've talked about it before. It's got to hit the glass first. That's right. Then we can call it a goaltend. Uh, right, uh, right, that right. was a clear foot away. It was a, an odd one. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a weird one. Yeah, Hawks come in on top. And, uh, oh, yeah, Cuban right there in the corner with his Jordan jersey on. Jordan's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Luca must have hooked him up. Not, not happy. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, find out. Uh, hope, you know, hopefully good news about Ben Simmons back and it's not too serious. And then this, uh, how much this costs Cuban here. I, do, I will say I would like it if the Mavs do come back to play that last 10 seconds because I might bump into our friend Jeff Skinway. Oh, yeah? I bumped into on Saturday afternoon. Where were you? Piedmont Park. 
just out walking with the kids. Yeah. I look around and here comes Jeff Skinway. Broadcast, broadcaster with the Mavericks. Yes. You know, we're had talking. a nice coffee in his hand. It was a beautiful morning. We stopped. We had a chat. We nice. took a photo. It was great. You guys play a game of skin tag? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Play shirts versus skins. <laughs> well, it was a beautiful day. It wasn't quite that uh, warm and balmy down there in Piedmont, but yeah, it's great to catch up with skin. He had a beautiful coffee in his hand. Is that <laughs> what you yeah, he did. What does that mean? <laughs> it's a beautiful coffee. You know, when someone someone doesn't get, ah, oh, where did I get this? And they're looking for a trash can. He was sipping away. He was enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. Did he meet the fam? Yes, yes. Uh, I was excellent. out with my wife and our boys. So, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Great. So, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that, you know what? You're right. I hope he has to come back. Ah, oh, I'd love I'll it. I'll come to the park with you. All right. <laughs> See if we can find Skidway in the Have park. Have a nice coffee with us. It's like catching Pokemons in the uh, park. <laughs> I think they still do that. <laughs> Try and catch a Skidwade. Yeah, maybe a Harper. Uh, all right. Those are our winners and losers. Uh, yeah, sorry. One last loser. Oh, yeah, 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 right. The huge drink spill on Friday night. New Orleans Pelicans playing against the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. Even got a hilarious call on the broadcast. Okay, we got a drink problem. And a beverage spill, and quite a big one. That's one of the largest beverage spills, I think, in NBA sideline history. <laughs> there must have been at least seven or eight mm-hmm. beverages on that. Who knocked that over? Uh, she was no, unaware that the it. official, the official... You should have to pay. <laughs> no, no. no, they should go in right now and take some money. Watch it. That is a full tray. Mitchell Irvin. Oh, yeah. Talks. Yeah, no, no, he's got to pay up. You're going to blame him for that? Yeah. That's his domain, though. That's her domain as well. Yeah, it's a double domain, but... <laughs> Did you just call it a double domain? A double domain. <laughs> you never spilled a drink in your clubbing days back in the day? <laughs> well, I'm going to say, I, long ago I brought up the idea of the sippy cup. Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. And right now we would be playing ball if the NBA had adopted my idea. Please, let's not go back to the sippy cup. By the way, they're playing the replay on the big screen. That's the reaction from the crowd. Again, that is talk about a loaded tray. This was a loaded tray. This thing was crazy. I stopped it. I paused it, requamed it so many times to see what it was. There's at least two Coors Lights on there in cans. There's four glass or like plastic cups, see-through cups. There's two like big gulp drinks. There's a package of Starburst. There's a package of Sour Patch Kids. The woman who is bringing it out is trying to bring popcorn back and something else that is in a tray. And there's just so much drama in this clip. It is Mitchell Irvin, as uh, Breen said, because the woman walks out there with this gigantic tray. And you're like, oh, boy, oh, boy. I know she's getting bumped. Something's going to happen here, but it's fine. She just walks out fine. No big deal. A ball comes out of bounds right next to her. No big deal. The ref walks by. You're like, okay, this is it. No big deal. Then the ball finally gets inbounded. Irvin takes a step back. This woman is trying to get out of the way. And it's just like that commercial of the guy who's trying to carry like a million lawn cleaning products. And it's like <laughs> the yeah. train is going back and forth, <laughs> up and down, up and down, up and down. But then the, another woman comes out, brings another tray right behind him. Like, oh, you are ballsy, woman. Uh, <laughs> showing it on the Jumbotron. The crowd is going crazy. Uh, the, the original server uh, is hugging the ref. <laughs> it was amazing. This was like an incredible <laughs> spill to me. Just the the magnitude of the spill and like and like the silent film drama, just waiting yeah. for it to happen. Uh, Van Gundy's right though. We need sippy cups. Here's was- here's the other crazy part. That waitress is the same waitress that LeBron knocked over yeah. and had the hug with back in December. She's a great hugger. It's amazing that I love. It's the <laughs> same woman. That was a whole episode of Say What right there. I think. Yeah, that was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. was good stuff. So a loser of the weekend to just uh, spilled drinks. 
That was a lot of spill. Oh. That was the thing. It's like, I mean, I know you want to deliver it all at the same time for the whole group, but I split it up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's just so much fun. <laughs> That's true. It's like, it's like lugging up six bags of groceries, you know? You try and pull it off, but yeah. Do it in two trays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. I'm sure we missed some. Let us know on Twitter, hashtag NoDunks or at NoDunksInc. JD, tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Right, uh, tweet of the night comes from, well, we got a bunch of tweets about this, uh, but it comes from Matt Sookie, and the tweet reads, OMFG, wait a minute, Larry David and Lee Ellis are the same person, <laughs> four exclamation points, and included in the tweet is uh, a clip from the episode last night where Larry David is uh, engaging in the Lee P. Yep. <laughs> Um, so I watched the episode, um, and there is a quite a modification on the Lee P here. Did you guys watch it? No, I forgot no. to watch it. Custom toilet we're talking. It's a custom toilet that he has made for women in his new coffee shop, uh, for them to squat over. So it's not quite the Lee P. Right, right. Um, because it's his contention that, uh, women do not like to touch the toilet. And in my experience, this is true. Yeah, because my wife complains about this all the time. She she'll come out of a, uh, a a a public washroom, and there's piss all over the seats. Right, and I never quite. I was like, how how, how is this happening? Because right. there's a bunch of hovering going on. Exactly. Right. She's like, these women will not put their butt on the the toilet seat. Yeah, and uh, it's weird. <laughs> but uh, I guess the question is, has Roxy ever engaged? In the leap, <laughs> not that I'm aware of. No, no. Mm. And the leap portion is the mounting, yeah, yeah the front on mount, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a late night mounting. You you don't you don't want to turn around in the middle of the night, having no. to wake up in the middle of the night. You don't want well, to turn it's, around. Well, it's because you don't want to turn the light on to to awaken the senses. So you just go in mm. and you just you know where you are, and then you sit yourself down, right? And it works. And then walk out backwards. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't yeah. ever turn around. That's well, the part you, know, that makes sense. <laughs> you just get up and you just know that there's no mess. So, you know, then you just go back to bed and you haven't really uh, lost any sleep. I, I did forget <laughs> to watch the episode, but we have known uh, for a long time that this episode was coming. Yeah, I was looking back in the in Google Docs to see if uh, who sent it in because I wanted to shout them I out. Know, but I, I couldn't find it anywhere. I know, I do. Uh, I apologize, too. I forget your name. But someone that had either worked on the show in some capacity yeah. knew that there was an episode in this new season coming up that was some modified version of the Leapy. And this was it. Uh, I was getting excited the the episode before last week's curve episode. There was the whole, he was addressing the man like urinal. Yes, and you saw mm. that with the gu- yep. the guillotine, the, the box, yeah, the yep. cube. Um, and I was like, because but then I was cons- then I was like, oh, I was waiting for the Lee P to come up in that episode, right. and I'm like, when it didn't, I was like, oh, maybe this got cut or something. But yeah. no, it was just spilling over. Yeah, I'm just happy to know that uh, Larry David obviously listens to No Dunks if he's doing the Lee P. <laughs> Earlier this season, there was a whole episode based around bags of beans. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening, bud. <laughs> Come on the show sometime. Love to have you. We'll even have Jeff. Yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah, I'd love to have Jeff. A couple of gross aspects of this design toilet, though. Uh-huh. Number one, your knees are up against the ceramic part of it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a saddle of some it's sort. It's like you're, yeah. you're bringing home germs on your, on your pants. <laughs> right. 
I mean, you just don't want. I mean, it's just mentally. I don't want. I don't want to be touching anything. And uh, Larry David has his hands on the bar, holding the bar as well. You have to touch the bar too. Yeah. Gross. Well, it's he's you're sort of holding yourself up because again, you're squatting, right? Do you need to hold the bar? <laughs> helps your balance. I guess it helps. Yeah, it I looks like helps. Vince Vaughn sidles up to him in the yeah. next one, and they're, they're, it's like they're riding Harleys. Yeah. It's a pretty, pretty good shot. There's going to be a good payoff on this, too. There's a slow burn on this joke because once that cafe opens and women actually start, they walk in there and see that, well, A, there's nowhere to sh- Right. Because he didn't put a toilet in there. So, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and uh, B, these weird toilets that they're supposed to squat over. Well, if this is going to be a slow burn, you better get that checked out. I know that's never good. <laughs> I believe it was James Beard who sent it into us. Was it? I believe okay, so. there you go. James yeah. Beard. Shout out to James. Shout out to James regardless of whether it was you or not. Yeah. Congrats uh, on the award. Right. Named after you. <laughs> Great tweet of the night there. Pick them results from a Friday night. If you remember, it was the Grizzlies-Lakers game. Lakers were favored by 11 and a half, so they had to win by 12. They won exactly by 12. So whoever had the late show got the W. I, for first time in a long time, successfully picked this one. I had the Lakers, so did Lee. Trey and Tass had the Grizzlies, so that's an L. Lee, you're 7-4 in February. Trey and Tass, 6-5. I'm 3-8. I desperately needed that one, though, so I'm still alive here in the final week, really, of February. Yeah, five nights to go for you. Skates Ooh. down three. Woo, woo, woo. Here we go. Here Come we back, go. kid. Got another big spread tonight. Okay. The Jazz hosting the Phoenix Suns. It's an eight-game night in the NBA doubleheader on NBA TV, but we'll stick with this one. Utah, they've lost two games since the All-Star break, so they're going to be feisty with the Suns coming to town, and they've won eight in a row in the series against Phoenix. Eight and a half. The Jazz are favored wow. at home to one. Phoenix. Yeah, it is big. It is big. And I am swayed by the Phoenix Suns' last game. I shouldn't be because they played the Bulls, but I'm swayed by it. I'm taking the Suns. Taking the Suns to cover. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll jump in here. I need, obviously got to go against at least one of you. I'll take the Jazz. Um, yeah, they could use a win. They could use sort of a, a very strong win, too. So, sure, Jazz got to win by nine. I'll take it. Third game in four nights for both teams. Likely ugly. Likely going to be an ugly one. And uh, I think I will go Jazz mm. as well. Okay. Yeah, not impressed with the Jazz over the weekend, but... I think this is the sort of team that they can bounce back against. Okay. I think the Jazz have got nine points in them. Okay, so three <laughs> of us taking uh, Utah to win by nine or more. Tass likes the uh, Suns to uh, try and cover there, so good luck to everybody. All right, that's it for us today. Make sure to check out the other great podcasts on the Athletic Network, Count the Dinks, Back to Back, Hoops Adjacent. You know there's other dozen team-specific shows as well, podcasts from a number of your favorite athletic reporters. So check that out. If you're not a member of The Athletic, get in the game. Get 40% off your subscription today. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can find beauty in anything, including coffees. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. You could stay.